Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 75 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Birchall. And I'm Chris Byrne. As always, it's meant to be a fun podcast and we're just enthusiasts and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views and we do look into some of the topics that you guys ask us to look into. Yep, and you can now support us and get hold of some of our fabulous goodies at the same time. Just go to www.thecampingcrew.ie to see what's available. Or alternatively, if you can afford to, you could buy us a coffee by logging on to ko-fi.com forward slash the camping crew. As always, we kick off with a bit of news and it's a quiet week for news this week, Chris. Yeah, definitely, Aaron. Parking complaints seem to have died down. I think that's due to the, the school starting back. What do you think? Yeah, I think there's a lot of people now. I, I think there's still a lot of motorhomes going to be on the road, but more so at the weekends. But uh, a lot of people, of course, with the schools gone back and some people, had, again, holidays are officially over, I suppose. But when there's no complaints, that's good PR for us motorhomers. Yeah. So a couple of follow-ups I think we'll run through. And just the first one there is from um, Stephen Birch. He bought us coffee this week. So I just want to say thanks for that. Uh, he had a comment there say, saying thank you for a brilliant and entertaining podcast. Uh, Rory and Babs were on by email during the week. And I think this is a great topic and we're going to throw it out there. But I'll ask you, Chris, this is what the email said. Just thought I'd drop you a line to say that we love your podcast. We've listened to all of your podcasts on Spotify over the past four weeks. Keep up the fantastic work. If you had to sell your motorhome next week, Chris, where in Ireland would you spend your last few days in it? That's what Rory and Babs want to know. Yeah, I suppose if it came down to a location, it probably would be either Ardmore, just because of the facilities that are there and the campground, or maybe our, our other favourite site is Campbell Chuck and Aragal down uh, near Dingle. Um, Balnagal there that's a, a lovely campsite as well so they'd probably be the be a hard choice between the two of them yeah I think Ardmore is handy because it's close to home but I think and I mean there's no surprise here I'd be heading straight to the Glen of Arlo down to uh, George Drew because every time when we change our camper van when we got Charlie it's always a first for us it's the first place we go with a new motor home or camper van it's the first place we brought Charlie camping when he was a puppy dog it's the first place I bought Deirdre to try and swing her over and see if she liked camping so I think if I was to sell my motor home and never get another one I'd be heading down to George and bidding him farewell there are plenty of fantastic campsites that we visited over the years but that's still my favorite campsite Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a good site, right? We like that as well. So let's throw it out there. We'll give you the contact details, as always, at the end of the show. If you had to sell your caravan, your motorhome, your campervan, or you had to get rid of all your tenting for whatever reason, where is the last place you would spend three days? You've one weekend left. Let us know and we'll give you the contact details. So think about it during the rest of the podcast. Uh, Neil was on Twitter. We were talking about solar and he uh, got in touch with you on our Twitter account. Yeah, he said, great stuff. Enjoy the show, although not getting much camping these days. I do most of my camping from Easter to July due to tillage harvest, so lockdown screwed me this year. Hope to get a few trips in September to October. By the way, regarding last week's show, I put a solar panel on my van a few years back, and it's fantastic. You could manage without ever plugging in if you wanted to save a few bob. Mine was a cheap eBay job, 100 watt output. One thing is you must have a solar controller. 
to connect the panel to your battery. Otherwise, you'll overcharge your batteries. In my case, the power supply or charger in my van had a plug already there for a solar panel, which is ideal. All I need to do is connect the panel in and I've sorted. And the display inside the van shows me how much solar energy I'm producing, which is a nice touch as well. Another tip is you should use heavy cables to connect the panel so you don't have much voltage drop. Regards, Neil. So that's really uh, some sound advice in terms of, um, I suppose, the kit that you need and how to connect it up. Yeah, because a lot of websites, be it eBay or any of them, will sell you the solar panel and possibly the cables as a job lot. But very few of them, unless it is a solar panel website, would mention the control panel. And like Neil, mine was the same when we changed the camper two years ago. Uh, Our unit under the driver's seat also had that plug, so I didn't need the control unit. So if you're doing a self-build especially and you're converting a van or whatever, definitely make sure you have a control unit. And 100 watt is, I I think mine is a 120, but 100 watt is enough. How are you faring out since you've put the solar on? Great, Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, we're able to charge loads of phones and devices and battery packs uh, and all of that. And I don't think it's ever dropped down. It's keeping it uh, running completely. We spent more weekends this year without being plugged in than we ever had. Um, without any problems and I think since I replaced all the lights in the motorhome with LED it probably helps as well you know yeah that's another thing worth doing folks if you uh, want to replace your bulbs it can work out a little bit expensive but worth it in the long run especially if you're doing a lot of wild camping because I like to have the lights on unlike in the house I turned them off but when I'm camping I like the camper to be lit up so a good thing if you're going to be running wild camping just running off your batteries change them to LEDs and are available in most car accessory shops or I'm sure you'll find them online yeah. but Neil thanks for sharing all that information with us Just I, before we move on I did see a video on youtube as well about wiring up your solar panel to your battery in terms of if you're putting in two leisure batteries and mm-hmm. um, the video indicated that you you run them in parallel but instead of having the two inputs you know the the, the red and the black say coming from the um the solar panel one of the inputs going goes into one battery and it comes out of the other one so yeah. they're in parallel so you're not drawing off one battery, but you're taking evenly from both. I think that was the motorhome man on on YouTube or something, but there's plenty of videos showing you how to wear them up properly anyway. Yeah, if you're doing it yourself, do your research first because if you do it wrong and you cause a short and a fire. So definitely for those of you doing it yourself, make sure you do your research and follow the instructions to a T. I just think you frightened the life of anyone who's going to take on that job now, <laughs> thinking of exploding batteries, Aaron. It's not that difficult, just do your research. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not that (laughs) difficult. I think the hardest part and and from experience of doing a conversion is finding somewhere to put the batteries. You know, you've got to think because space is of the premium. And I I, I know I'm looking at doing a conversion soon and I want two leisure batteries. One is plenty. One will, will do you. But I just like the added of having two batteries but it's finding somewhere to put them when you're converting a small panel van or whatever into a camper van or motorhome space is the premium but no do your homework do your research and look if in doubt try and call on a friend of yours that has a little bit more knowledge on the electrical end of things perhaps you're my go-to man for the extra sound for a place yes (laughs) yeah i'm i'm my go-to man as well right let's take a look at a campsite as you know we have a sister website campsitereview.com you can log on there join the forum it's free and always will be 
and you can just read the reviews or write reviews. And can I say a big thank you to Tony Grant, who's just come back off a couple of weeks holidays in the staycation. And he's out there throwing up a load of reviews, which we'll be reading out, reading out over the next couple of podcasts. But this one is also from Turer, who has thrown up a few reviews. And this campsite is Nagels and Doolin, where both yourself and myself have been on numerous occasions. And I have, I have to say it's one of my top five. But Turer goes on to say. Just back from a very enjoyable trip around Ireland, Nagels never fails to disappoint. It was very busy and it amazes me how they can attract so many tourists midweek. The site was practically full every evening that we were there. On the COVID front, everything was as Aaron had said on his post. And seriously, with the numbers on site, it's a credit to Ken and his team that the site is immaculate. Not all the hard standings are fully serviced, so had to use a motorhome service point to get drinking water and to empty our our wastewater as well. It's not a big issue. It helped with my step count. My only gripe, though, is that to attach the awning to a caravan, it have to be out parallel with the grass. But having the electric connection on the offside corner, it's not possible to have the caravan back far enough to enable the cart to be parked properly on front of the caravan. The way that Ken wants them parked for the uniformity of the site. But apart from that, he said, all in all, it's a definite eight out of ten. And we certainly will be back. I've got to admit, Nagels in Doolin is one of my favourite campsites same here yeah it's one that we would go to i would say uh, almost every year thank you to tour for that and log on to campsitereview.com click on the forum as i say it's free to join always will be and you can take reviews from there and write some if you feel like doing so so i know that you've been back in loads of campsites since lockdown and the charlie me videos you must have loads of them queued up uh, ready to go so where are you going to be this week yeah, we lodged them. We uh, put them up every Friday at 9am and I'm live there to have a chat with you for the duration of the video. And this week sees the start of our summer holidays, Chris. As you know, myself, Deirdre and Charlie, we had a staycation in Ireland. We visited seven different campsites in the 16 days. And campsite number one, Morris Castle. Now, it's a revisit to Morris Castle, but it's the first time I had the drone in Morris Castle. And a lot of changes have happened, what with COVID and in Morris Castle Strand in Kilmuckridge in Wexford. So this Friday, 9am, Morris Castle, campsite number one of our summer holiday tour 2020. And you're inviting people to jump on there kind of live at 9am just to to have the chat while people are watching it for the first time, is it? Yeah, when you watch it for the first time, I'm there. There's a chat room on the right-hand side. Now, I will tell you, there's seven videos in all of the summer holidays. And in the middle, we're giving you a chance to win some Charlie and Me promotional products like T-shirts, mugs and key rings. But you can only win them if you join us at 9 a.m. on the morning of that video. And to find out which video it is, this is marketing at its best. You've got to watch them all. So starting this Friday, 9 a.m., you can join us live. But then, of course, they're up there all the time. But if you want to win some prizes in a couple of weeks, you can only do it at 9 a.m. Great. Uh, we'll certainly check in for that. So Tim, uh, sorry, tips and camping hacks next. We got a fabulous email from Craig um, regarding the date of motorhome tires. I know it's something we mentioned in relation to the CVRT, but um, I'll just run through this because I think it's really important. Hi, lads. Don't know if you've mentioned the date of motorhome tires in your podcast. Don't know if any members have bought a second-hand van thinking low mileage and good tread on the tyres. My lucky escape this weekend, unfortunately, pulled into the services off the M6 toll for brake and noticed a flat tyre when we came out. I know the rear tyres and the spare 
are as old as the van, eight years old. It could have been uh, catastrophic if we had given the service break a miss regards Craig. So what Craig was referring to there is, you know, even though your tyres might look really, really good, um, you should always keep an eye on the age of the tyres. Mm. So for tyres manufactured after 2000, the DOT number should be uh, on all of the tyres. And the last four digits it's usually surrounded by a, a, an oval circle, uh, usually on their own have a four-digit code. So the first two digits are the week in the year, and the last two digits are the year itself. So in the example that uh, Craig gave us, his number was 0213. So that was the second week uh, in 2013. So those tires are, what, seven years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's worth keeping an eye on that. And, you know, if it gets to a certain age, it, it might be worth just replacing because it will start to crack and split. And it's the same looking for your car as well. But, of course, when you do go in for your VRT, your NCT, your DOE, they will give you an advisory, even if your tires are perfect tread. But if the tre- if the tire date is older than six years, you will get a, You should get an advisory notice. It's not a fail, but they will say, by the way, your tires are coming up to being a little bit too old. But look out for that. It's the DOT number. And the number is, as Chris said, it'll be in the little semicircle. And you've got the week and the year. Definitely go out after the podcast and check your tires. And don't forget to check your spare. Absolutely. And if you're getting new tires or what you think might be new tires, it might be worth checking that number, you know, because you might be getting a great deal from a garage on low cost tires. But you might find that that number, the tires might be, might not have been used, but they could have been, you know, three or four years old already. So it's something worth checking when you're getting a new tire as well. And another thing on tires for motorhomes and camper vans, especially when you're hitting over the three ton mark, they've got to have a C, which means that they're a commercial tire. So don't think, I'll just buy four that I bought for the car last year. They were only 45 quid each. They've got to have a stronger rib on them. So just let the guys know these are for my motorhome or they're for my camper van. And if if the guy is reputable enough, he'll know to give you a C-rated tyre. Great, yeah. So great advice. And thanks for that, Craig. Uh, I think it's really important. The last thing people want to be doing is dealing with a blowout or, or something like that, which can potentially cause not only damage to the van, but if there's an accident to the, the, the people in it as well, you know. So do it, if not immediately after the show, do it at some stage over the next few days. Just check the dating, especially if your tyres are from 2000 on. And maybe it will. I know it's they can be expensive, but safety first. So um, we got a, a, an email from Adrian um, about the camper, uh, sorry, caravan checks. Um, so it's, it's quite a, 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 a detailed email. Now it, it gives us a, a long list. We won't go through that fully, but I think the, the email is really, really good for anybody either with a caravan, a new caravan, or thinking of getting one. Just all the different checks you can get in an approved dealer. So he says, hi, lads. I know you covered ser- servicing details in a previous cod- podcast, but below is a detailed list of items for a caravan to be checked. Um, that you might find of some interest. As most newcomers to caravanning may not be aware of the many items that are looked at. Uh, an NCC, National Caravan Council for the UK and Northern Ireland, or MCEA, the Mobile Caravan Engineers Association of the UK and Ireland, uh, they have a list of approved workshops and service agents and engineers who are approved to work on the, the van and also with the gas. 
Um, he gives us a web page where you can uh, uh, find the approved workshops and it's www.approvedworkshops.co.uk. And um, he goes on to mention that all caravans require regular servicing to ensure safety, reliability and roadworthiness. Experienced engineers who are fully trained to meet the key manufacturer standards will undertake a review of many of the items listed as follows. Now, I will tweet out the full list. I'll take a screenshot and I will tweet uh, tweak that out uh, over the next day or so but uh, in the meantime I think we'll run through a, a couple of them there and the first couple he has mentioned on it are panels and ceiling checks they do a full brake and under gear service check and they do a, a chassis and chassis to body security Yep, while they're under there as well, they're going to be checking your brake rods and the linkage. They'll also go onto the wheels to check hub bearings, oil seals and your breakaway cables and your stabiliser pads as well. Yep, they'll check exterior lights, um, your plugs and cables, exterior door locks, windows, a damp test. Yeah, and while they're doing the TAM test, while they're inside, they will be checking your floor both inside and outside from underneath. They also go onto the electrical and they'll check your charger unit, your fridge. They'll give it a full functional test and your blow air heater system, water heater and water pumps will also be checked on the electrical end. Yeah, so it's a much longer list. As I said, I will share out on Twitter and probably Instagram as well, but it gives you an idea of the detail. Like, And I think there's probably about 40 to 50 different checks on that list. Um, so it's really good. Um, getting uh, and important to get your uh, your caravan serviced and your motorhome home for that matter as well. I wonder how often would you have to have a caravan checked because it's it's something that I was actually speaking to Adrian. Actually, I met him uh, on our first week's holidays in Morris Castle and he was showing me a few gadgets. And by the way, he was saying that he's looking forward to meeting uh, yourself and the rest of the crew at our meet in September, which is coming up in only a couple of weeks. But yeah, I wonder is like, is it something you do every two years? According to the approved workshops page there, they say that leisure vehicles should be serviced on an annual basis, even if a tour or motorhome is only used a couple of times a year. Lack of use can cause its own problems. Actually, that's a a good point as well. I was watching some of the uh, how-to videos on YouTube about what to do with your motorhome when it's parked up. Mm -hmm. And one of the points the... the person gave was that most of the problems happen to your motorhome when it's parked up mm-hmm. in terms of things seizing and breaking and you know it's that's why they suggest you move your motorhome and drive it and turn it on and that you know when it, if it's sitting up for a long time so i'd say yeah. the lack of use uh, as they say here can cause its own problems i was getting our 96 heimer a class our last motorhome doe'd and the zero one in front of me failed and then mine came through and passed. And I said to the engineer, but that chap's failed. And he went, do you use your camper much? And I said, oh, my gosh, from March through till New Year's Eve. Yes. I said, there isn't a week that it's not out. And he said, well, that chap uses his three weeks a year. And then he said, it's parked up. And he says, that's when the problems begin. Uh, something then that I've been doing lately. I mean, mine, OK, especially with 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 COVID gone, well, not gone, with, with the lockdown being gone. When I park mine up, and it might only be parked up, I mean, we were away at the weekend, we're going away again this Friday. When I park up in the shed and I plug it in, I leave the handbrake off and I leave it in gear because my last camper, I actually went away for two weeks work and it was maybe four weeks before I drove it and the brakes had seized because I had left the handbrake on. So something to bear in mind if you're in a position to either throw a block against it, if it's in the garden, like in your case, leave the handbrake off and leave it in gear. Uh, it's it saves on your brakes. Yeah, that's good. It must be a, a common problem. I've heard a, a few people mentioning that as well. 
yeah something to look at if you have any tips we will give you the contact details we'd love to hear from you and thanks to adrian for that comprehensive list and as we said we will get it out there and we will tweet it and put it out and if you want it just send us an email and we'll definitely send it out to you we kind of highlighted or, or mentioned at the start of the podcast aaron that you know um the camping season is probably quite quieting down for a lot of people so i suppose the question is just to close out the podcast you know um, is this year's camping season over for most people, do you think? I hope not. I do know that any of the campsites I've stayed on over since the since June while we were out doing the Charlie Me videos, I have asked practically all of the campsite owners, do you hope to extend your season because you've been closed since March? A few said yes, weather permitting. And a few said no, we normally close Halloween or we'll be closing Halloween um, so I, I know personally we're going to try and get out as much and nothing to do with the Charlie and me videos. Uh, we're going to try and get out as much as we possibly can for as long as we can. Now, we use our camper van in November because we like to go camping. It might only be down to the hard stands in Ardmore or up to Hookhead or somewhere, but we actually like to go camping in the rain and on a cold night and put the heating on and cuddle up watching a movie or something. So. I'm hoping that the answer to your question, that is, that the camping season is going to be extended for most people. What about yourselves? Do you think you'll extend it longer than you would normally? Yeah, I camp now as long as we possibly can. Um, as you said, like we'll just, our options will be more limited as we go on. But look, we'll make the most of it. And, you know, as you said, we'll camp right up to November uh, if we can. And we have done it for the last couple of years anyway, before COVID. So I think we'll continue to do it. And of course, there are campsites open all year for those of you who don't like the wild camping. And if you go on to campsitereview.com and one of the links up there is sites open all year. And there's just a short list of sites and stopovers that are available all year if you do want to extend your camping, but you'd like to be plugged in. So go on to campsitereview.com and you can take a look at that there. So that brings us nicely to uh, an end, Aaron. Yes, I think what we'll do is, can we remind you guys, if you want stickers for your motorhome, your campervan, your caravan, or your car, be it the Charlie and Me stickers and the Camping Crew stickers, we send them out together. They're absolutely free. All we need you to do is send us your full name, address, and your postcode by email, or you can tweet us. And how you do that is, Chris is about to tell you. You can email us at um, campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at The Camping Crew. Instagram, we're at The Camping Crew Podcast. On Facebook, you'll find us in all the good motorhome and camping groups. You'll also find us on Motorhome Crack and Boards.ie. And then, of course, we have, as we mentioned, CampsiteReview.com. There's a forum there. There's lots of information there. There's a list of the videos there. And speaking of the videos, you just go on to YouTube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. And we upload a video review every single Friday. And we have news very, very shortly of a new Wednesday thing that we hope to be doing as well. So once again, CampsiteReview.com and then Charlie and me on YouTube. Yeah, and if you've bought any new products or gadgets or, or useful items for camping, we'd love to do more kind of product reviews if we can. And, you know, we've done lots of them this year, but uh, what we'd love to get is more of the listener uh, gadgets, whether it's a new awning, a new type of awning or something electrical or something to do with furniture or bedding, anything that you, you think we were sharing with the rest of the podcast listeners, we'd love to hear about it. I know you've been great so far in helping us with the campsite reviews themselves on, on the webpage that Aaron mentioned. Um, so obviously keep those going. But any suggestions or reviews or products or even news items 
you'd like us to discuss, uh, we, we'd love to hear from you. And of course, we do have our meetup, which is coming up on the 25th and 26th of September. And we will be working to the COVID restrictions and regulations regarding campsites and safe distancing and stuff. If you, again, you have a product that you want to bring with you and we can maybe even do a recording of you reviewing a product or anything at all uh, camping related and we'd love to do that so for those of you who are joining September uh, bring your guitar and your tin whistle and your bar on with you as well but please do remember that so far it's going ahead but it's all down to the COVID restrictions that we will be adhering to on the campsite as well so I think all that's left to be said for those of you who are still out camping please stay safe keep your distance wash the hands until we see again from me Aaron Birchall take care and for me, Chris Byrne, uh, goodbye. And um, don't forget to subscribe and tell all your camping friends about us. Well, that's it for another podcast from The Camping Crew. Thanks for listening and do join us again very soon. Safe camping. Mm-hmm.